the Denver Sports Podcast. Happy Friday to you all. Presented by the legends at Breckenridge Brewery. Right here is the bucket. Uh, Broncos country. Broncos country in the air. Tis Broncos season here in Denver, Colorado. Football season in full. Just like this list, right? Putting the Broncos ahead of the Avs. That's exactly yeah. right. <laughs> that was Broncos. the entire goal. <laughs> we are here with an esteemed all-star cast for TDSP this week. Because we released our top 25 list of greatest Colorado athletes of all time. And you all have some thoughts. And uh, so we've got some great representatives. Here to my left, representing the MVR Nuggets, Harrison Wind. It's my first time on TDSP in quite a while. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. Adam usually steals the spotlight from me. He does. He does. (laughs) Eric sometimes even. Yes. But uh, But no, man. I'm happy to be here. like it was really fun to put together this list and um, you know talk about it about the entire company over the last week or so. So um, yeah, it's been fun. It was legitimately a blast. I've had so much fun talking about even PHNX and CHGO's list with like yeah, my yep. family yep. and other people who are maybe invested in those representing DMVR abs and I think also our resident seam head on the set it's uh the man I'll, that I'll the myth the yeah. well we don't we don't real. need as much representation <laughs> there, <is> a, <laughs> there are quite as many yeah, yeah. 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 we don't oh, need man. as much of that no, i, I think up at some point <laughs> i think we did a great job of successfully making everybody mad with this list <laughs> it's uh it's the beauty of it it's the beauty of these lists is depending on what day year month whatever that you publish this they're always going to be different they're always going to lead to really interesting conversations henry and the dmvr broncos crew went so long on their gd podcast which you should check out broncos season real hit show it's doing, always broncos season doing great stuff yeah yeah never an off season right henry no never. um and How? uh yeah so henry <laughs> came in hot in the meeting of the top 25 so i actually expect him to be particularly annoying on this show. Henry Chisholm, welcome in. Well, if you want me to be annoying, I can do it. (laughs) How long was the Broncos, like, Broncos only list? Because the Az went to 15, and we're like, this is way more than enough. Um, Yeah, we we went to 15. I think it wound up being 16. Okay. But then we didn't realize we were supposed to send it in, in order. And so there was kind of like a last second so panic you just trying to what? 16 names randomly. <laughs> Zach took control of that. Really helpful, Henry. Zach had really the names. We're like, ranking the top 25 greatest. You would think that <laughs> something would click in your head where you would want that ranked in order. It's just so hard. I, I feel like I you know. could make the case that Broncos <laughs> one through five, honestly. Oh, insane. Okay. Easy there. Okay. Okay. Insane. Um, so yeah, before we get into it though, we'll start at the top. I we never really talked about it, but we stuck to pro athletes. Yeah, big four I, only. It, I think it'd be way too hard to have discussions of like Cordell Stewart or Rashawn Salam versus Ray Bork. Like, yeah, I, Michaela Schifrin. Like, yeah. Yes, yes. How it do you compare She's that. incredible, it but how do you compare yes, it? Yes, she's a superstar. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the PIDs didn't come into consideration either. That's another one where it's like... Uh, Jamal Murray versus Connor Casey. They both won a championship, hey, but one's in like let, the 10th best league in the world. The other's in the top. It's just too Let's hard. be real. If you're good enough in the MLS, you go to Europe. So, yeah. True. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And that's Euro snob Bruto here. <laughs> um, so, I will. I'll try to breeze through the top four because we do, have done a whole show on Mount Rushmore's. And I think the top four might be the neatest, tidiest. Yeah. 
especially the top three. L.A., Sakic, Jokic, franchise player, superstar to bring the first title to that franchise and will kind of forever be like unanimous, unanimously linked to that franchise. Elway and the Broncos, Jokic and the Nuggets, Sakic and the Avs. Yeah. Um, I'm really hoping I can stop saying Sakic and Jokic because that sends my brain in a full. Well, you could say Sakic <laughs> and Jokic. Yes. Right. I, well, the, the worst is I want to say Jokic, which sounds That's really off. Fair. Sounds really Get them both off. wrong. It, it bounces. Um, anything here on that top three? Well, I mean, my my question is. Jokic is, I think, clearly three right now. For now. Mm -hmm. You know, he's got the one championship. Yeah. Those guys have multiple. Yes. They obviously played in Denver for longer. Right. What right. does Jokic need to jump potentially to two? Can he jump Sakic? What What would that look like? I guess I'd default to you, Rudo. Uh, I... It's a second he needs title at least, all it takes. He needs a three, I think. Three. I think he needs three to jump Sakic. Just for two reasons. One, the Avs were the first championship in Denver mm -hmm. of any major sports team, and I think that is worth something. And two, Joe Sackick is the epitome of like leadership and captaincy, the same way Elway was for, for the Broncos, which obviously Jokic is an incredible player, and maybe the best ball player ever, certainly the best center ever in the modern game, if not all time. And... He just doesn't quite have the at least outward facing leadership qualities sure. of Sackick and Elway that I think puts him a little bit behind. But if he gets three championships, that's unarguable. So you think he needs three and not mm -hmm. two? I think he needs the third one to, to jump the first two. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, I think Sackick was just the identity for so long. And, and yeah. by the time Jokic is done, that that's probably the case for him too. Yeah, right. Oh, for sure. But, but just. Sakic was the avalanche for a decade and a half. And still is as their GM. And, yeah, and Elway kind of did that same thing, mm -hmm. which is where, like, that top two is very hard to crack. Yeah. Do you guys think we could ever surpass Elway? Sure. Like, is this one? Absolutely, You man. do, huh? I mean, Nikola Jokic is 28 years old. He's got at least point. four or five more years, I think, playing at close to this level. Yeah, and that's if, super concerning. If he gets two or, or three more MVPs, then you're talking like, geez, man, it's, it would be hard to keep him behind. It's yeah. true. I think he could, e I mean, not easily. That's crazy to say. But yes, it's very much on the table for Jokic to eventually be number one mm -hmm. on this list if we do it again in five years. Man. It's just tough to pass Elway. Like, again, like, that's think. another guy where it's just, he's the identity. Yeah. Like, he, he took him to five Super Bowls. Yes. Yeah. Like, that's, that's pretty crazy. Even if you only win two of them. You know, he retires as the winningest quarterback of all time. Yeah. More wins than any other quarterback. Right. Like, second in Pro Bowls, second in uh, passing yards at that point. Like, he retired as potentially the greatest quarterback of all time. Right, right And now. that's kind of faded with Brady and then Manning, and the era's kind of changed, so the stats are different. But you, you almost need Jokic to be putting up numbers that – that make you wonder if he should be talked about like LeBron and Jordan yeah. to be up in that tier. Which I feel like he kind of is, which I think is maybe your point, Harrison. I, but, I mean, um, he he's putting up the numbers. He's not yet in the conversation mm -hmm. of potentially the greatest player of all time. Right. Which um, is where Elway like, and Jokic like where Elway are. Elway yeah. was when yeah. he retired. Yeah. But it's, I will say, if, if Nikola Jokic, if they win back-to-back -back championships, if they win two or three in five years yeah 
I and he continues to put up the similar numbers to what he's doing now, I think that conversation would start. We'd probably be the ones starting it. And I think <laughs> yes, it would indeed. it would pick it would make a little noise. It's it's difficult and there'll be more guys on this list where it's like, yeah, this guy's in the prime of his career. We still haven't seen the whole story yet. So it's a great point. I, at times, point. at least when I was making the Avs list, I tried not to project some of these guys so much as just compare what they've done so far mm-hmm. to yeah. uh, Joe Sackick. No, for sure. They're retired today. And that's why it's not close. Right. <laughs> right now, yeah, it's not. I don't, I don't know if Nikola Jokic will ever be in the GOAT discussion, the Michael Jordan, LeBron James discussion from like a casual NBA fan perspective. But <laughs> I think... In, you know, in due time, you'll be able to make the case that he should be. I guess he is on track. If he and keeps winning championships. Pace. It just yeah. goes to show you how insane what Jokic has done at this point in his career is. Um, Austin with the point on the management. That was kind of like a, a bonus side note. Like it could be a tiebreaker. But we really are trying to evaluate the greatest athletes and what they did on the field. Mm -hmm. Certainly that, what they meant. There's a lot of little tiebreakers here. But I think people get very carried away by the vibes. I do think we tried to analyze this as objective as possible, knowing full well we're all going to have our inherent biases and what have you. Ben Hank, Patrick Waugh over Terrell Davis for that fourth spot. I think that Mm 4-5... We had a big discussion about that. Yeah, I mean, it's two of the greatest playoff performers of all time. Exactly. So, like, that's where Terrell Davis. I mean, I think Terrell Davis. uh, It might sound crazy, but I think there's a case for him over Jokic. Even like, I know Jokic (sighs) has the title, but I mean, the 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 case against TD is the longevity, right? Yep. Jokic has only played one more year at this point, and TD, you don't win probably either Super Bowl without him. He ran for 157 yards and three touchdowns in that first Super Bowl. Like the, yeah. he has 142 rushing yards per playoff game. Second most yeah. ever is 128. Third most is 114. Like he's he's by far the best playoff running back in NFL history. Like there's, it's not even any sort of conversation. And then after the Super Bowl, when he wins MVP, the next year he goes for 2,000 yards. Fourth ever NFL MVP. They go and win that second Super Bowl, and he's just the engine of that whole thing. So. And TD what, at five is what he meant. It's tough bringing Elway that title finally. You yeah. know, being like the Broncos finally being the team, America's team mm-hmm. in some ways. Like TD being that kind of superstar, and this really started a very tough sequence of debates of guys who have like intensely magical shorter stretches, right? Yeah. Yeah. Versus people, athletes who just have much more longer prolific careers. Mm-hmm. Why, in some ways, his tenure in Colorado almost falls somewhere in the middle of that, right? It's, and it's tough because there is some very, very good seasons from Wa in Colorado. And obviously the longevity of his entire career is, is very good. But the part that continues to separate Wa is he is by far the best goalie in, in avalanche history, not just, Oh, he was really good in the playoffs. No, every single category, Patrick Waugh is the avalanche goaltender. There is no one that really even comes even close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of the conversation in the room did come down to where does Terrell Davis rank among the greatest football players all time? And where does Patrick Waugh rank 
among the greatest yeah. hockey players all time. Now, obviously, Waz's ranking is greatly skewed by what he did in as Montreal, a Montreal Canadian, sure. which mm-hmm. what he did as a Canadian, not too dissimilar to like a brief but intense stretch, right? Yep. Which is, um, and that like that becomes so hard to really like separate, right? To some extent, and we're gonna have other debates like that that really came down to this kind of stuff. I think you could argue maybe Terrell Davis meant more to the city of Denver and that Patrick was the greater overall athlete and had maybe a slightly greater tenure as an athlete. And we are grading greatness, so. And greatness is a, a nebulous uh, <laughs> What was also so hard in this conversation was judging players based on the position that they played. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Positional value I, did and, come and into play. And I think play. this is part of the thing with Jokic versus Terrell Davis. Like, Jokic was the John Elway of the Nuggets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, Jokic did everything for Denver. Um, and it's funny, like, I think goaltender is a way more important position than probably running back. I although it's agree. tough. Yeah. I mean, it is now. But back it, in the '90s, I mean, that's when no, it, running backs were your identity. Like they were getting almost as much money as quarterbacks. But that mm-hmm. Patrick Waugh is the guy who revolutionized that. He's True. the guy who yeah. made goaltenders yep. as big as yeah. quarterbacks yeah. or yeah. whatever you so want to call it's, it. So it's tough to compare position to position. But something that we did talk about when putting this list together is just everything was taken into account. Like everything was weighed, you know. Mm-hmm. So we tried to weigh it the best we could. Yeah, this was um, one of the tougher ones. And I think really in your Mount Rushmore, depending on who you are, four through at least eight and four through 10 to 15-ish even, you could justify, hey, that fourth person for me is my fourth on my Mount Rushmore Mm -hmm. and not get a ton of debate from us, you know? Yep. I Uh, I would stick to someone who's won a championship. I'll just yeah. say that. Not that we're like ring culture, but you know. I mean, there's a couple guys in the Hall of Fame for the sport that no one cares about that you could make an argument for as the fourth, I think. But mm. well, only one of them's in the Hall of Fame yet. But yes. Um, and then that was the other thing: Hall of Fame inductions and what have you. It's it just was a great debate. I came home so happy from having been part of that debate. That was so much fun. But it is hard to quantify. It's what I love about Bet365. They do give you ways to quantify actual sports. They've been an amazing new partner with us. Right now, football season around the corner. You can get boosted abs, nuggets, futures. There's a bunch of Broncos futures. Incredible Broncos futures right now. Cortland Sutton on the over receiving yards, huh, Henry? Uh, It was, but they moved it. It was 700. It had been 700 all offseason. Even through the injuries, it stuck at 700. But you said they changed it. Seven, it must have been the last day. Seventy, or two. I think. Yeah. yeah, we got to check that out. Um, and then the, the Buffs over three and a half wins. Everyone I know that is in on that. That feels pretty one. free. Yes. Yeah. yes, it does. And it's all gonna you be a really do. depressing vibe yeah, at the office if they go under three and a half. Three and a half. Dude. <laughs> that would be great. Use that code DMVR three six five and sign up. All you have to do is sign up. You know, do your thing. It's a it's a like legal dealio. So if you're an athlete, maybe steer clear. Um, use our code DMVR365. Deposit the minimum deposit, I think, is 10 bucks. 
and then place a bet. Place a bet on something that's going to hit like tonight, some college football. As soon as that bet's settled, boom, your account, $200 in bonus bets will hit it. It's an amazing deal. And then with those, you can play as you want. There's no restrictions. They're an amazing app. They've been an amazing partner, and they just have everything. Must be 21 plus and physically located in Colorado. Please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. And shout out to Game Time, the best app in last minute ticket deals. Use that code DMVR at sign up. You're going to get $20 off. They've been awesome to work with. They sent us all out to a Rockies game one time. That was a blast. Again, college football around the corner. Broncos around the corner. Now's your time to get those tickets. Only home game this week is the Rams hosting Wazoo. Feel like Jay Norvell and the Rams, your Rams, Rudo. They are my Rams. Are turning things around this year. That's our game time game of the week. How, Go to Fort uh, Collins. How about them over three and a half? That one's a little bit tougher. I've got the under. <laughs> They're set yeah. at five and a half. Oh, the really? book believes I, in the Rams. No I might take the under. <laughs> oh, no. Nobody should believe in them. <laughs> Get on game time and find out yourself if the Rams are due to turn it all around or if it's just another season as they take on Wazoo this Saturday. Uh, Game Time specializes in great deals on last-minute tickets. Their app is awesome. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use that code DMVR for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code DMVR for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Next, we have Peter Forsberg who, again, is an interesting argument against Terrell Davis. It's uh, like injuries and how yep. good these guys were at their peak, but also what could have been is very much part of this entire conversation. And that, I mean, once we hit Terrell Davis at five, that to me started a tier of what could have been shorter, more intense careers that starts with TD, goes into Forsberg, Manning, who just has a four-year stretch in Denver, mm-hmm. Vaughn, Nathan McKinnon, Larry Walker, and Kale McCarr. Yeah, and for Forsberg, I mean, as as much as it pains me to say it, I think he's correctly placed here. Uh, obviously, his peak is unbelievable. It, his peak, arguably a top five all-time peak in the NHL, but it was too short, and unfortunately was injured for the 01 cup run in Colorado. So he does have some incredible playoff success, but it wasn't the success that necessarily led to championships. He didn't win a con Smythe, uh, unlike some other abs on this list. So he, I really think he's appropriately rated right here. Uh, He was too good to be ignored, even with such a shortened career, made it into the hall of fame but there just wasn't enough longevity there to to really have him compete. And TD, obviously critical to both of of the mm-hmm. Broncos championships. So yeah, that was kind of a differentiator. Yeah. I feel good about six, seven, eight. Forsberg, Manning, Vaughn, Henry. You had a bit of yeah. a you had something to say about. So this is where the Broncos PFM guys ahead got up there. Uh-huh. So like our podcast finished, we got up there. Yeah. I think that was the to, last thing on the board. To set the scene, we had just ranked, I think Forsberg, Peyton, Vaughn, <laughs> six, seven, eight, and then you guys it. walked in the room. Yep, exactly. Yeah, and so we get up there. And it's like my first thought was why? Why is Vaughn behind Peyton? 
Like, I get Peyton had the great regular season, but Vaughn's the one who won him a Super Bowl. And Vaughn was around for 10 years. Like, Vaughn was doing it year after year after year. And while he never had a regular season that was like Peyton's, where he set all the records, I mean, what, what was his high? You have 16 and a half sacks? 18, 18 sacks? and a half, yep. 18 and a half sacks. That's insane. No, and he I mean, has at least five pretty darn dominant Exactly. Years, yeah. And what's the sack record? Something like 22 sacks? I want to say it's 21 and a half, but yeah, actually, half. maybe it is Strahan gets 22 and a half. Yeah, so you're like, you're, you're, you don't get the record, but when you're comparing that to Manning's <clears throat> great season <clears throat> where he set the record with 55 touchdowns, it's like you're not that far off. 22 and, then and a half is the record. Okay, 22 and a half. So you just wind up with Vaughn, who has this great um, postseason and so many good regular seasons. Peyton with a few good regular seasons and... I mean, he he honestly, now that I think of it, didn't do much in the playoffs in Denver. I mean, they I guess they just wound up losing those first couple. It's not like they were terrible games on his part. I do feel like we omitted a little bit of our standards for playoff success once Manning came into the mm -hmm. combo. I will get yeah, because that. something that we really weighed with Peyton Manning and something again we weighed everything with everybody. Yeah, was just overall impact on a city. Yeah, and when Peyton Manning came to Denver. The Broncos elevated to such a ridiculously high level. Yes. From really just like mediocrity. Yeah. And like, I mean, how many kids sit in their backyard and still shout Omaha? Yeah. Like, totally, yeah. man. Like the discussion around the Broncos, it changed. The mm -hmm. second Peyton Manning signed with Denver, it was just a total injection of life into the Broncos, mm -hmm. into the city. And that stuff mattered in, in the discussion. So I feel like that's a big part of Peyton's legacy here is just kind of changing the whole trajectory of, of the franchise and just kind of changing what, what the Broncos mean, you know, th yeah. this era of them. And a similar standard that we applied to the Patrick Waugh, Terrell Davis conversation, right, is how does Waugh rank ultimately in the hockey yeah. rankings versus where TD does in their same sport? I do think PFM, right? Higher rank than Vaughn, but obviously a lot of that's for what he did as a Cole. Exactly. Tough to weigh, but Don't the sleep on storylines impact either. was huge. He gets to ride as, off into the sunset as a Bronco. Like, and how for, monumental was that yeah. uh, for the city of Denver, you know? And what you're saying about Vaughn is right. You didn't say that about TD over T, that he should be over Elway for bringing Elway his title, though. True. But I mean, Elway was still doing more. Like, Elway won a Super Bowl MVP. He you did. know? He did. Like, he was better than he did. Peyton. Exactly. He was better than yeah. better. And then on top of that, he also had 16 years in Denver where he was just the face yeah. of everything that mm -hmm. happened here. Brought him to five Super Bowls. But yeah. I, the other thing that stands out to me. I don't know. It, it just pisses me off that they traded Vaughn. Like, that's just such a terrible yeah, decision. Like, that, in hindsight, I don't know what you're thinking doing that. Because that's one of those guys who should still be a piece of that culture. And if he had stuck around, like, imagine if he had these last few years. Because I mean, we saw it with the Rams where he goes and he wins them a Super Bowl. I have a feeling he's going to do it with the Bills, too. Because that's just <laughs> what he does. He's one of the greatest playoff pass rushers, yeah. defenders of all time. And so part of it is on the Broncos for dumping him when they really should not have yeah mm -hmm. yeah for sure i think it also goes to speak like we're poo-pooing peyton manning for his playoff performances our top 10 our top 11 is elite like superb all-time great playoff performers yeah. that you cannot mess with mm -hmm. whatsoever yep um 
And then we got into Nathan McKinnon, Larry Walker, Kale McCarr. Larry Walker was an interesting one. Yes, I feel like I led the charge on that. I came into our discussion on the top 25 thinking Todd Helton was the greatest Rocky ever. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I, I mean, I think that is the consensus. Look, is uh, that Todd Helton is the greatest Rocky Larry ever? Larry Walker the best ba- baseball player in Colorado? Probably. Is or he or the is greatest? Mm. Or is even Nolan who's the best? He's the best defensively. See, now, he's best defensively. I mean, that being said, Larry Walker, a little bit before my time, Todd Helton. I, I remember, even even though they played together, Todd Helton like played after Walker. Closer did. to your time. I yes. just I just remember Todd Helton a lot more. I barely remember Larry Walker, but I mean, mm-hmm. when when I think about the Rockies, I think Todd Helton. I just do. Yeah. Yep. he's the first name that comes to my mind. He is. He is the Rockies to me, at least. For sure. And yeah. I, <laughs> the generation that's most represented in our staff is people Harrison's age who feel like that about Todd Helton. And I, but I don't how want did, that how did to we get skew to Walker? things too much <laughs> to where if we so, were all 60, we would have ranked Floyd what, Little 10th, while, you know? Yeah. While I agree with Wind, here's how you get Walker in this position. Yes. Yeah, please tell me. One, he's our, like, definitively higher peak than Todd Helton. Mm-hmm. No the, doubt the about that. The stats say as much. Yeah. And Todd Helton's stats are absurd. Video game levels, and yet somehow Larry Walker's are even more so. Yeah. yeah. Three batting titles. Like he was the best hitter in baseball for three years. That stands on itself. Two, first Rocky to get into the Hall of Fame and goes in as a Rocky when he could have picked Montreal. He could have picked St. Louis. And he picks Colorado. Todd Helton was hurt by not being in the Hall of Fame already. Now, Larry Walker was not a first ballot Hall of Fame, but we we did talk about like versus Shannon Sharp, versus Champ Bailey, who are First ballot Hall of Famers versus a guy like Todd Helton, who is not. Yeah, he fell yeah. three votes short. He'll and probably he'll be inducted. Almost next certainly year. get yeah. in, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's. It, it, and here's the other part of it, and it sucks to say because I think Helton actually deserves more credit for being the face of the team that made it to a World Series. Yeah, yeah. Revisiting the 07 stats, but I actually think I maybe undervalue that part. They of didn't his win career. it. Yep. And and in history, if you didn't win the chip. You didn't win the chip. Yeah, nobody remembers mm-hmm. second place. Yeah. And also Larry Walker has the MVP. He does have the MVP. And I, I know a lot of people think Todd Helton was robbed of an MVP. Like he was voted fifth though that year. <laughs> right. I'm just saying, right. like the the numbers matter. <laughs> Matt Holiday getting has a an case M- for MVP the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. And right. I was kind of arguing for Matt Holiday at the end of this. Matt Holiday was honorable know? mention. Yeah. Um, like MVPs matter. Like doesn't matter does. how close the voting was. Doesn't matter if you got yep. robbed. If you got the MVP, you got the MVP. That matters. And be, to me, also being a pure five tooler, and like you said, like at his peak was just a. He was just better. Right. And and. All of that is why I understand it, and I'm happy with the list. But, but again, but Todd Helton is the Rocky. He's, yeah, he will always be so the Mr. Rocky. Rocky. It's so true. So while I can make an argument and how it unfolded, <laughs> there are times when I look at this list and it's like, damn it, why did I push for that? I, I feel like a good tiebreaker is if you could take, like, you sign up today, you either get the ten years, these next ten years, you get Larry Walker, basically what he did for his ten years. Or you get Todd Helton for the 17 years he gave. Which one do you sign up for? 
I mean, you you take Walker. I think you have to. Why isn't Walker's number number retired with the Rockies? It's, I mean, well, Todd Helton. Well, part of it is they want <laughs> they want to re, they wanted to retire Todd's to be the first I one that gets retired. I, I wonder why. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Has anybody worn his number? He was thirty three. No. Yeah. Okay. So, so it's basically retired. They didn't pull a Jokic with Melo? No, no it, it's, very, <laughs> it's very much a don't wear that number. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's preemptive retire. <laughs> it's right. a pre-retired number. Right, like, oh. guys, hey, show some respect. So, yeah, again, our top eight feels really neat and tidy. And then, like, Larry Walker sandwiched between two players that Kale McCarr hasn't even entered the prime of his career. A lot of people were mad about this Kale McCarr placement. And I they get think it. it's too premature. I, and I understand where you're coming yes. from, but anyone who watches Kale McCarr on a daily basis understands that today this guy is a top three player in the world. No doubt. And what he's already done in such a brief span of his career, four years, to me is already at Terrell Davis levels. And it's it's the cons mic. Or, or right? better... Better comparison, maybe Peyton Manning, who literally played four years. <laughs> right, yeah. right. And that's the thing. We already have two guys that are being carried by four-year stretches mm-hmm. in our top ten. So I'm sorry, we can't apply a different standard with Kale McCarr just because he hasn't retired it, yet. It's the yeah. cons Smythe that push, pushes exactly. it over the top. If he wasn't the MVP of that cup run for the Avs, yeah, you put him down at 18 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, But he was the best player in the playoff run for a Stanley Cup championship. And... How many players in the world can say that, let alone in Colorado? And actually, there's quite a few in Colorado. In Colorado, yeah, but there's quite a few, yes. <laughs> He's just that good. Yeah, and nine of our top 11 have a finals, consmite, Super Bowl MVP. Yeah. Which is saying, like, they're just, I don't think Chicago can say that. And they have two baseball teams that have been around for 100 plus years. I could have done one of those lists. Like, it just showed up. It was like, I think it was like 16 through 20 for Chicago. I was like, I don't know these uh, people. Looking at PHNX's list, I was like, boy, yeah. I'm glad I'm not in Arizona. <laughs> I saw one of those. Games. I only saw like the last five for them, and I was like, I really don't yeah. know what's up here. Quick amendment. They did retire Larry Walker's number. Oh, uh, there you go. I think <laughs> two years ago. There you go. My wow. mistake. But Todd Helms was so the first. Okay. Yes. Just like retired. everyone else, we haven't watched the Rockies for the last two years. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I heard they play today. <laughs> I feel like they play most probably. That is true. And then, Hank, we have this stretch of Broncos right mm-hmm. in front of Todd Helton, Shannon Sharp, Champ Bailey, Steve Atwater. I mean, those are tough to put in order. Those are really tough to put yeah. in order. Sharp, I mean, of course, has the two titles, which helps him. You look at Steve Atwater. I know. Number three. I mean, he has a real claim for that Super Bowl MVP. Like, there's, you could make the case. I mean, a strip sack. Uh, You're talking Super Bowl 32. Yeah. Yeah. And if, I mean, he dropped an interception, that would have been the big one. (laughs) Then he probably gets it. (laughs) In that case, there's like no doubt, but still to this day, there's a strong case to be made that he deserves that one. So, revolutionized the safety position. Absolutely. Um, So he's got that going for him. You got Champ Bailey right in front of him, who. Who doesn't have the title is exactly. one of the few in this top fifteen that doesn't have a title, and that really made champ. But also, it's football. a tough one to assess. We're in football. Like, if you're a quarterback, yeah, you've you've got a whole lot of of uh, control over whether you win a championship or not. Even, I mean, back in the '90s, you look at Terrell Davis. 
the running back at that point had a massive say in, oh, in titles at that point too. I'm, I'm mad. If if Bailey's up here, Helton should be where Walker is. I'm mad. Wow. <laughs> but you also have the fact that in 2006 he gave up four catches I and mean, had more interceptions. Thirteen than that, so. and Todd Helton's fifteen, Bruno. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they're, like, they're I'm, right there in the same range. Uh, yeah, sure, but if you <laughs> if you're putting Walker ahead, Helton should be ahead. That's but not to take away from from Champ. <laughs> Champ was very much the face of that generation yeah. of, of the you, Broncos. Do so. you agree with Champ ahead of Helton? Ah, uh, uh, let's not talk about it. <laughs> no? I think so. I mean, Champ had the greatest <laughs> season ever for a cornerback. You, you give up four catches, you have ten interceptions. Like how do you like that? That alone just—it's a lot of cardio he got in that. It is yeah. a lot of cardio, <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. It's, right. It is incredible. Should have been though. champ at ten. Champ, <laughs> redo the whole list. Yeah. Start <laughs> over. Yeah, we could. Shannon Sharp also revolutionized the tight end position, yeah. and I think people can look at his playoff stats and not be as impressed. Yep. And you got to remember football. Like sometimes you're a great tight end and you're getting double teamed and that opens up room for Ed McCaffrey right. and mm-hmm. Rod Smith. Does Sharp get credit for being the greatest trash talker in Colorado history? Well, I was going to wow. say, I, I think, think the vibe is there. I think yeah. he probably gets a little boost from yeah. keeping oh, okay. himself in the conversation since he retired. Mm-hmm. Fair. You for know. sure. Yeah. But, I mean, he was revolutionary. I mean, yeah. retired with the most receiving yards ever for a tight end. Um what is this? Uh, four straight, five straight Pro Bowls, all pros. I think four of those. Yeah, four of those seven years. Like, he was really, really good. Like, he was another dominant player. For Send me, on those first Broncos Super Bowl teams, I th- think of it, and we talked about this when we were ranking him, mm, I think of it as a big point. three. Big three, yep. Elway, oh. Davis, Sharp. I, I just agree. think of them as a big yeah. three, man. Like, those are the three guys on the offensive side of the ball that Mm -hmm. that stick out to me in my mind and they're all obviously like you've got john elway at the top Mm -hmm. but they're all like they were a big three to me this is true of football for me and, and a little bit true of baseball as well the one thing i will say is saying oh he was the best player at his position for this team holds less weight when there's 11 positions on the field yeah yeah that's fair I think that's fair but it does sound pretty crazy we could say terrell davis has 46 broncos records right that, now that is ridiculous yeah. <laughs> that's absurd and that's why yeah. he's in the top 10 that is <laughs> this this did play into helton though because it did feel way harder to quantify where helton really ranked as far as greatest first baseman all time for sure even of his era you know well it felt far more clear-cut for guys mm. like champ bailey <laughs> at water i mean and um, Shannon Sharp. There's a lot. We don't have time to get into all of it because we're doing a show. But there's a lot of complexity with Helton and playing in the era that he did. True. And being clean. Yes. <laughs> yes, there is. I know. I know. I mean, and Larry Walker has some of that, too. Yeah. I want to get into Helton and the next tier, which I identify as kind of our old faithful tier. Like, man, mm-hmm. we had a long, great time. Maybe didn't have a lot of chips or hardware to bring home to show for it. But boy, you were. I think I called it the Damian Lillard tier. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Let's. Better than Dame. Damian Lillard would hope his career was like Todd Helton, Alex English, Floyd Little, and other all time greats we're getting into. Like those. Like that tier, though. Shady Rays is not a cheap pair of glasses you buy at the grocery store gas station. 
that'll just fall apart in a few yeah, days. Could you imagine if you could find a Todd Helton at the grocery store? Oh, be, I uh... mean, come on, come <laughs> on. But Shady Rays, it's like that all-time great, uh, you know, designer-type shade with polarized lenses, great fashionable style. You know, you just feel it in your hand. It's got some weight to it. Feels good, but it's at the third of a price of those designer glasses, which. I, I, I'm not going to get into Todd Hilton comparisons on that end. Um, they're just great. Shady Rays has been amazing. And right now, for our listeners, use that code DMVR. You're going to get 50% off two or more pairs. It's an amazing deal. And Shady Rays, they have great customer service. Um, you can exchange for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop. Um, their team always has your back and gets back to you. They've been an incredible partner. I love them. I've got like five pairs. Uh, the, the missus has one exclusively for our listeners. Shady Rays is giving you their best deal of the season. Go to shadyrays.com. Use code DMVR for 50% off two plus polarized pairs of sunglasses. Try it for yourself. The shades rated five stars by over a quarter million people. I'm so excited to have you on for this read. Harrison, oh. because as you mentioned, you haven't been on TDSP a while, yeah. which means I have not. I'm scared. Asked you what your favorite road trip gas station snack is when you Ooh. stop at a Circle K on the road. <sighs> and, uh, you know, we know Rudo's a big corn nuts guy. Delicious. Huh. I didn't know that. Henry, you probably like gummy candies. I'm, I'm just guessing. Yeah, actually, uh, what are the fruit snacks? Just have fruit, fruit snacks. There you go. Yeah, oh, I love fruit snacks. Fruit They're snacks good. upstairs. Everyone loves fruit snacks. I've been asked, in fact, bringing snacks to my kiddo's kindergarten. No fruit snacks, please. We have enough fruit snacks. <laughs> Man, I wish so I was I, in kindergarten. I got to figure oh. out what's a good bulk snack to get from Costco. But Circle K, snacks for you. So I have my answer for best road trip snack. Sunflower seeds. That's oh, great answer. That that great answer. Sunflower seeds. That is a good one. It's messy, man. It's messy, but you're you just, a, you just need a water bottle. You're a multitasker. You do a lot of stuff. It's a great snack. Water It'll bottle. keep you busy. It lasts you a long time. You're not going to run it's out of them call. quickly. Plain sea salt, dill. Yeah, um, what's your, what's ranch. Your ranch. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm a ranch guy. guy. Ranch yeah. guy. Ranch guy. You're also a, just a seeds consistent. guy. I, yeah. Basic consistent. Until I married my wife, I would eat a bag of seeds every day. Mm. Every day. And my <laughs> wife's allergic to sunflower seeds. So. No. <laughs> Marriage was tough. <laughs> the sacrifices you must we made. really like her. So now, now corn nuts are your jam. I had to settle for corn nuts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, I, I can go sweet. I can go salty. Love these options. I, every time we do this read, I... I I go, I'm driving home, passing by my Circle K in Lakewood, craving some corn nuts. The, so The ranch corn nuts, top tier. That's right. Check out a Circle K near you. Tell them the MVR sent you. They'll look at you like, what? But, you know, just <laughs> let, them, let them know. Like, Who? It's a cool partnership. Tell them to listen to our podcast. Uh, uh, debate the, your top 25 with the Circle K representative <laughs> team. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. They, they'd love it. Um, Todd Helton, 15 right in front of Alex English and Floyd Little. David Thompson also in this tier, sandwiched between Nolan Arenado and Carmelo Anthony, which is where we got into a separate tier of, boy, it was fun while it lasted, but the breakup was tough. <laughs> tough breakups. Tough sure. breakups. Um, where to start here? I, I, I don't know why I did this, but I was like, are we sure Alex English be behind Todd Helton? Feels like yes, we are sure. Uh, English certainly did go to nine postseasons in ten. Based years. on the age <clears throat> of the people on this pod, 
Yeah. Hard, to, yeah. hard to put English ahead of. I mean, Alex English, Alex English was the best player in Nuggets history before mm-hmm. Nikola, before Nikola Jokic. I mean, he was no the, the undisputed best player in Nuggets history. Led the NBA in scoring in the 1980s. I mean, he's very the, much the Nuggets decade. Todd Helton, right? Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, Alex English and the rest of the Nuggets in this tier, like David Thompson, Carmelo Anthony. Tons of regular season success, tons of numbers, not the playoff success that you need to be higher on this list. Right. And like Todd, greatest small forwards all time, English's name doesn't come up super no. early, mm-hmm. um, much like maybe in the first greatest first I, baseman of all time combos. It's, uh, to me, it's similar to the conversation we had about Manning. Who's the kid... I'm imitating in my backyard playing baseball. It's Todd Helton. Mm-hmm. I'm a lefty, so. Oh, hell yeah. Nah. I've never. It's got that going for I it. was never a kid, and no one was yelling Alex's English's name when we're playing pickup ball, right? No. And, yeah. and maybe that's because basketball was a little bit more national, so everyone's yelling Kobe, but it, Todd Helton was certainly more impactful to the Denver area childhood for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I think there's. No doubt. I do think that was kind of the tiebreaker mm-hmm. there. Um, Floyd Little then, huh, yeah. Henry? I mean, you know. The Todd Helton of the Broncos. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, especially like Peyton Manning gets credit. People still say Omaha. Like, people know the Broncos exist. They aren't like, it's not like that fun fact where it's like, did you know the Colorado Rockies were a hockey team back in the day? <laughs> like, that's what the Broncos would be. They would have left in the 60s. That would have been it. You know, they, they were struggling. Nobody was going to games. They didn't win anything. Played in a high school stadium. Uh yeah, played in a high school stadium, and then they drafted Floyd Little. So let's see, he's their seventh ever first round draft pick. The first six said, uh, "Nope, we're not, we're not playing <laughs> for the Broncos." So he was the first ever. He's a two time All American running Man, back. The real player empowerment era back then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. we got the AFL, we got the NFL. You we're didn't going have NFL. to play for your yep. team. <laughs> so great. Yep, and but then Floyd Little signed, and he was immediately incredible. Um. Let's see, led the NFL in total yards back-to-back years, six straight Pro Bowls, or five five Pro Bowls in six years, um, all sorts of records. Um, nicknamed the franchise because he got him to stay. It's That's a great why nickname. they built Mile High it's Stadium. A great. Carried exactly. him, Carried uh, him to 17 go. for sure. One of four uh, Hall of Famers to never play in the postseason. You know Todd Helton should be at the top when the whole tier is called the Todd Helton tier. That's <laughs> <laughs> Damn. true. It really is. It really is. Um yeah, Floyd, a, a tough one to analyze, mm-hmm. but I think we got this tier right. It's, I, I, I yeah. think this was neat and tidy well, how it's these crazy, guys felt. Crazy putting him right next to Nolan. Because those are, again, just like not <laughs> not really anything in sim, uh, in common there. Yeah, did, I was kind of against putting Nolan at first, and then you look at like these numbers Tiff has up yeah. on the graphic, and it's like, geez, if there wasn't emotion attached, he yeah. probably should be the top-ranked Rocky Absolutely. on this list. I mean, to me, he's the best Rocky who has ever been here. He just, I mean, just, just not best. Just pound for pound, not pure exactly. baseball talent what he, and playing yes. ability. I mean, he's the best third baseman of all time. Well, I don't know. I mean, the best. He's who, best defensive that? third baseman Who's of the all guy time? from the Phillies who? Mike like, Schmidt? Yeah. And then Schmidt? he he said, like, yeah, now it's Nolan. So, like, when the best third baseman of all time <laughs> says, actually, no, this guy is now. That's good enough for me because I don't know anything about baseball. Could you imagine Jordan ever anointing someone else as the greatest of all time? <laughs> no. It's never <laughs> happening. It's never happening. In fact, we need Elway to comment on this list soon enough. Maybe <laughs> wow. Elway comes out and says, no, TD should be ranked ahead of me. 
That'd be amazing. if you could get that quote for us, Henry. Wow. Get on. <laughs> yeah, get Let on. Let me work yeah, on get, that for you. Get, uh, Just hang out at Elway's. You might get it. Yes. yes. We also Three have a, a four-way tie for most represented college on our list with Georgia, Syracuse, Tennessee, and I forget which was the other one. Tennessee's the fun one because Todd Helton yeah, and Penny Manning actually teammates and backups to each other on that Tennessee football program. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, Nolan, you just look at the raw numbers and it's kind of like, yeah, we probably underranked him. And given all the emotion attached, I feel like he's pretty accurately ranked. The, yeah. You guys went into this conversation not even wanting Nolan on the list. And huh. AJ and I were like, this is insane. Yeah. You can't. The, uh, he's yeah, way I mean, too good to not be exactly. on the list. And I, I think there's probably an argument you could put him higher. Uh, but in many ways as we'll get into on a lot of guys, lack of playoff success. Yeah, and like, I mean, yep. it's tough because every Rocky that or was obviously on this list and a lot of the greatest Rockies throughout that franchise's history have played on terrible teams. Yep. It's not their fault. Yeah. Right. They were Hall of Fame, once-in-a-lifetime players, but they played for a shitty organization. Yeah. It, exactly. It's tough <laughs> to have players on the greatest players list when you're not great. Yep. The Rockies are not great, so they don't have a lot of great players. It's yeah, a fair point. No um, one to me though, like I think when I die, he's probably my favorite Rocky. Like I may have just kind of leak going forward, huh? but yeah, like to me, that's that's who it was. Like that was half the Rocky games I watched. It was watching because Nolan was there. Yeah, the Nolan of the Nuggets world. Maybe we have two, David Thompson, um, who not because he left the team, but maybe never achieved some of the lofty goals that the Skywalker uh, seemed capable of earlier in his career. Mm-hmm. And then Carmelo Anthony, who is the Nolan that, situation. That's a one-to-one Nolan yeah, right it there. Is, yeah. it is. I did with Carmelo in retrospect, maybe the one I have a bigger gripe with making our list. As we were making it, I surveyed the room consistently asking at his peak, where was Nolan on the top Best players in the league as a nugget. Was he top 10? Yes. And I consistently got yes. He was. Which he was top he 10. Was to- I mean, he was top three. Like, there were years. You look at MVP voting, Oof. right? Like, it was it was LeBron, Kobe, then Melo. It wasn't for long, but I, I think, think that was maybe one season. But I think he was consistently in the 7, 8, 9, 10th yeah. huh. best franchise player. I, I would agree with that. I think the comparison to Arenado is pretty as close as yeah. you could get. Um, Both played eight years in Denver. The and um, well, like I was talking about with um, Peyton, the value that he brought to the city was something that we weighed mm-hmm. in this discussion. Yeah. And I think out of anything Carmelo Anthony did while he was here, the hope and the life he injected into the Nuggets was his greatest accomplishment. The Nuggets were the Rockies before the Rockies were the Rockies. The Nuggets were nothing. <laughs> the, the Nuggets were forgotten. The they were. Probably the worst franchise, or arguably the worst franchise in the NBA, for One most of the of, worst in all for sports. most of the mm-hmm, decade mm-hmm. before Carmelo Anthony got here. Synonymous with failure, the they Clippers were forgotten. and Nuggets. Yes, yeah, yeah, they were that level of team. And, and Carmelo, for his generation, is Helton esque because yeah. from '94 mm-hmm. to that LeBron draft lottery in '03, there's a generation of kids like me born in '87. Had literally never experienced Nuggets success, yeah. or the, had experienced the, the second Carmel put on that powder blue jersey. Yeah. The Nuggets it, were relevant. It was again. iconic. Yeah, yeah they yeah. were talked about. They were 
a compelling team again. Yeah, the and, cool um, points really raised up. It's it's the weird thing is though, like when you actually go back and look at what he accomplished here, it was a disappointing era, a very disappointing era. They won one first round playoff series. <laughs> they won Just two crazy. playoff series with him as their best yeah. player. They made, did make the postseason every year in his eight years in Denver. Half the conference makes the postseason. <laughs> that's, that's eight, a good eight, point. eight out of 16 teams. <laughs> the, the conference postseason. was loaded back then. There is a lot of like 50 win seasons yes, on that resume. Absolutely. Um, so overall, I think the Mellow era, it injected new life into the Nuggets it might have saved the Nuggets mm -hmm. in Denver. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, I don't think Kroenke would have moved them, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. That that being said, ultimately, it was a really disappointing era. Mm -hmm. And um, we went back and watched the 2009 Western Conference Finals as a company a couple years ago. Carmelo Anthony, very underwhelming in that <laughs> playoff run, I will say. Yeah. Chauncey Billups. <laughs> way better than I thought he was Carmelo worse than I remember him being <laughs> and the other thing is that like he's the he's the only player on this list that I just like I dislike like I just I do not like Carmelo like he, yeah. he wanted to leave us and so it's kind of like screw you like I don't part I of me thinks like get him off the total list total peace with him myself exactly. I also he's got the added caveat I can you think of any hockey players like this where like how we judge bas how we play basketball now in 2023 is incredibly oh, it, different from how it was in 09. It's Adam Foot for the ads. Is the, <laughs> well, it, huh. well, he's 100 foot to a T. 100% a product of his era. He's the yeah. least modern basketball right. player of it, the 2000s. I actually like, think he gets a little AI, bit funny too much of a bad rap for that because yeah. people yeah. today are like, oh, he was such a selfish player, all this thing. No, that, that's, that's what, what a star exactly. player was back exactly. then. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I don't fault him yeah. for that. It's I mean, just the non scores he was playing with, you needed Melo to be that. And they had good teams. The 09 team was great. Like, they brought in a lot of talent yeah. around him. It's yeah. just he didn't, his game didn't translate to postseason success. It just didn't. For sure. And if you want to leave, like, screw you. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. And, the and yet you love with, Nolan. But the difference with Nolan <laughs> is that, like, to me, he was right. Like, he went to ownership. Like, ownership said, we can, we can afford to build a team around you if you take this contract. And he went to ownership and said, well, you guys need to make changes because it's been... 400 days since you last signed a free agent yeah that can't happen so either get rid of me or, or, at, or at do least, something to build the, around the nuggets were building competent teams around mellow <laughs> yeah the rockies have had no idea what they've been doing for the exactly. last 20 years and so i i don't blame all no I'm one at all for their playoff success isn't all that different <laughs> true i mean it's a little different crazy <laughs> enough mellow actually has more playoff success which is saying something yeah, yeah. um i my biggest gripe is I swear we did a TDSP on Mount Rushmore's, and I thought there was a consensus that the Nuggets Mount Rushmore is currently Jokic, English, David Thompson, Jamal Murray. That, that was Mello you had did that kind after been, the championship uh -huh, or before? That Mel after the championship. That Mello had kind of moved off that Mount Rushmore in lieu for, uh, for Jamal. I don't know Murray. because Mount Rushmore, I feel like that's more of like greatest overall yeah impact. not greatest actual athlete yeah mm, see that's an important distinction that's why i bring I'm, this yeah. up i don't know if i'd have jamal murray over carmelo yet and on your mount rushmore i don't huh? know if i would that's ah. interesting i just i couldn't put 
again, I do not like Mello. Like, to me, like, he doesn't belong on a Mount Rushmore. Like, you have to acknowledge that he's, like, this good, but if I'm carving faces in a mountain, it's not somebody who... Right. Yeah. You do count. love national if, monuments. Exactly. We, if we, we erected a Mount Fair. Rushmore, I would, I would elect to have the project start in, like, a year and a half. Yeah. Well, that, that, so, yeah. Do you so, have experience as a contractor? Well, well, by the, by then we'll have a, well, by then true. we'll have another Jamal season of Jamal Murray. Yeah, yeah, properly. So we can put him on there. No, uh, like, yeah. Melo's face should not be carved in Denver. He can be the last, the last spot, and then he just. I'm gonna make a blank. monument of Hank's most hated faces. It's <laughs> just Mellow. I mean, hey, <laughs> Mellow's face four, four times, four different almost, angles, headband, almost no headband. all of these. That was Shaved another head. thing we considered with Cornwall. Carmelo. Is we asked, will Carmelo be a Hall of Famer? Basketball yes, Hall he's of a Fame. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Way different mm-hmm. than some of. Well, way different. Similar to the Hockey Hall of Fame, right? But different from certainly the Pro Football Hall of Fame and uh, Cooperstown for baseball. Mm-hmm. And as you said, it's a no-brainer. Yep. What he meant to the sport, it's a no-brainer. So there you go. Um, what it has meant to our company, Broncos Country, Breckenridge Brewery's own, is a no-brainer for you. This fall, we'll be right back to talk about Jamal Murray and the <laughs> final five on this list. But yeah, it's football season. It falls around the corner, though it's been in the 90s still. And uh, you want to get in on Breck Brew and their best beers. Everyone's got their favorite. And uh, Broncos country is what we're pushing these days because the Broncos are here. Broncos season is here. Check out the old breckbrew.com beer locator to find a beer near you. They, as you know, are the OG sponsor of the MVR. They're the best, man. They hook us up with all sorts of stuff. They've been amazing, and we love their beer, plain and Mm -hmm. simple. Um, So support them as they support us, and we'll continue to do so for the end of times. Love you, Breck Brew. Thank you for supporting this pod. Check out the beer locator. Okay, final five. I'm going to list these in order. After Carmelo Anthony, we have Randy Gradshire, which is a really interesting combo. Carl Mecklenburg at 22. There's a generation of Broncos fans out there that hates us for ranking them. At 22, lots yep. of like Kale and Henry's dads are not happy with us <laughs> no. about our ranking of Carl Mecklenburg. The only non Broncos in this final five, Milan Hayduke at 23. How beautiful yeah, that works appropriate, out. Appropriate. Um, there's going to, you know, Hayduke allows us to kind of frame the Jamal Murray conversation because he's just a one time also, right? Uh, or no, a three time. Three time, I believe. Um, yeah, Where did I think that? And then. Rod Smith at 24, who there was some debate about Demarius Thomas. We could revisit that one. And then Jamal Murray at 25, recency bias be damned. We brought Jamal in at 25. Thoughts on these final four, boys? I think with Gratishar, we fell into the same trap. Like, we let the fact that the Hall of Fame screwed up for so long influence the way that we voted here. I, I think he should be higher on the list. Like, we've been saying for forever, like, I mean, the man had 286 tackles in a season. 
Like that has that will never be done by anybody That's else ridiculous. ever. Ridiculous! It's the greatest season ever. He averaged over product of his how, era. How that, that how is did that happen? That's the thing. That's insane. Exactly. How many games were they playing a season? Back that then? was after they started sixteen. <laughs> okay, okay. But the first four say. years of his career, it was fourteen game seasons, and he still averaged two hundred tackles per season in his career. Like he was the center of that defense. Then that you throw in ridiculous. like it's not just any defense. He's the leader of Denver's first great team, yes. first great unit in the Orange Crush of '77. Yes. Everything to this. Team. He was the face of the Orange Crush defense, and that it's crazy that he's that low to be. Like five All Pros, um, seven Pro Bowls. Like there's all this stuff. The I mean, Defensive Player of the Year goes to the first Super Bowl. He's he's obviously the face of that defense at the time. Um, How high is too high? Who would you have put? Like, should he have been ahead of Alex like English? Like, Floyd, I think, is a conversation. Mm. English. I mean, English, I think that's a good comparison, right? I mean, that's even the same era. Um, yep. So, yeah. Far fewer playoff appearances. But, again, that gets into half the conference makes the exactly. playoffs in the NBA and a loaded AFC back then where you're fighting against the, you know, the great Steelers of the 70s yep. and John Madden's Raiders and stuff. Mm. Not that it's justified, but in the other three sports... You play defense and you play offense. That is true. And it's hard for me to quantify defensive football players because yeah. they exist in a statistical universe where you can't really compare it to anything else. He kind of yeah. got got by some of the mellow stuff, too, is we middle linebackers become one of the least valuable positions in modern football. Was Randy Gratishar Orange Crush? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. He was like prime Orange so Crush. So that, that to me is a way you can put... D defensive players in the NFL in perspective, mm -hmm. if if they become the identity of the team, <laughs> mm -hmm. like those Baltimore Ravens teams, yeah, like, like Ray Lewis, Ray Lewis, like that was the identity of those yeah. teams. Like the fact that the Orange Crush, that was the identity of that team. He he was the leader of that. So mm -hmm. that I think that's a way you can put it. And then right yeah. after him, we have Mecklenburg, who they crossed over in '83. I believe it was 83. Maybe it wasn't 83. It was right around there. I think it might have been. I think it was Elway's first mm. year was the year mm. those two crossed what, what over. What year were you born, Hank? 97. <laughs> otherwise, I would know this. I would know this for sure. But yeah, so I'm pretty sure that's what it was. So they crossed over for one year, Elway's rookie year. But then Mecklenburg just kind of like took the mantle at that point. And so he became the face. And he's he's the defensive icon. But he plays every position in the front seven. So they'll put him at defensive end. They'll put him at defensive tackle. He had four... Uh, Super versatile. Yeah, four, four all-pros as a middle linebacker, despite also being third all-time in sacks. So you just put him wherever the problem is in that defense, and nobody could stop him. And he's part of some great defenses under Dan Reeves. Yep. Um, he's probably one of my biggest blind spots on this list. Yeah. I just, like, yeah, he's just a little before my time, and I've read about him less than Gradshire, and he's a tough one to quantify, but I'm glad that we got Mecklenburg in here. Honestly, the... The bottom three, I could be, I think, could be debated with some guys who didn't make our list, like Miko Rantanen, like Matt Holiday. Uh, Miko should Thomas. be on this list. I'm, I'm, mm. I feel bad that Miko isn't on this list. Yeah. The tough part about third best player on a title team becomes hard to quantify. Yeah, the tough part about evaluating Jamal Murray was he has no accolades, individual accolades. He's mm, never made an All Star so team. Never made an All NBA team. He doesn't have those notches on the belt. Yeah. I mean, what he does have is a championship, championship. and 
what he does have is playing at a level that only a few guys in the sport have ever gotten to in yeah. the playoffs. And some NBA finals records, yes. some playoff records to his name, which yes. matter quite a bit. He he's he has those accolades, but you know, those are, are measured differently than all star appearances, all NBA mm-hmm. type teams. Um so that, that was the toughest thing about Jamal Murray. You know? Really hard. He, he's done it at the highest levels, but you don't get the individual nods for for those types of things that he did mm-hmm. in the playoffs. And to me, I think, you know, I mentioned it with Gratishar, like the, the NFL Hall of Fame just didn't put in Broncos for so long. Like it wasn't until the 2000s mm-hmm. they even let anybody in, despite we all know that that defense was so good. I think Jamal Murray kind of gets that same thing playing in Denver. Like I think if yeah, he had played in LA, all-star he would have all-stars. And I think you can factor that part in. It, it, you already mentioned it wait a year and a half with Murray, right? Sure. It, if he continues to do what he's done. I mean, he's a shoe in for the all-star team yeah, next year just yeah. because they won the championship. But if he continues what he's done in the playoffs, we're not that far away from ranking him with these other guys that we were like incredible playoff right. performers. Yeah. It's just, it hasn't happened yet. And his yeah. playoff stats are just, I mean, hot, you can see it right there. Highest increase in career points per game from the regular season of playoffs in NBA yeah. history. Yeah. But that's, that's a tough one where, Right. Again, I think I think that he's going to continue to be great, and I think all those things. But there is a chance that he like struggles in the playoffs in the future. So if uh-huh. he loses that accolade, then what's it's does gonna that, hurt him? Yeah, you know. Yeah. But I don't. I don't think he's falling down the list. Of course. Yeah. And then Hayduke Rod Smith. I look. I only have to say one thing on why Hayduke should be higher on this list. He's the Avs Todd Helton. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Todd Helton has gotten no. so much play during this show. Todd Helton's so hot right now. No, you guys. Hey, Duke we need a up. whole separate pod. We Who is do. every team's Todd Helton? We do. I know. Wow. In soccer, every country has their Messi. He's the Nigerian, <laughs> Iranian, American Messi. We have our Todd Helton. Every team has wow. a Todd Helton. Now, hey, Duke ended up here appropriately, not just because it's fun with 23, but he's not a Hall of Famer. He's just not. And you're seeing all these Broncos that are now getting in or have gotten into the Hall of Fame, and hard to compete with that. It is tough. And I mean, that's why Rod Smith's right behind him. Yep. Because, again, he's he's just below that cutoff. Yep. Like, you look at Hall of Fame receivers, and you're just like, oh, there's just they just do a, a little bit more than that. But that doesn't mean he's not a great player. Obviously, like an icon, a part of those Super Bowl teams. But, yeah, I, I feel good about including Rod Smith. At the same time, like, I don't have much of a case for him to be higher. Rod Smith does become the fifth Bronco from those back-to-back Super Bowl teams in the late 90s to make that list. That's a heavy representation mm-hmm. from those teams. Um, those in teams. retrospect, if I was using the same standards for my Larry Walker, Todd Helton, a Larry Walker over Todd Helton argument, I would argue that DT deserves to be in front of Rod Smith. That was a conversation. Yeah, it, it was brought up. It the, was. The numbers are better you. for DT. <laughs> Thank you. At the same time, though. I like to stay consistent, at least. <laughs> like, there's the there's the difference in era, obviously. Um, certainly, certainly. But then on top of that, you still have Rod Smith. He's the Broncos' leader in receptions, receiving yards, and receiving touchdowns. So if you look at just pure production, yeah, he does have that. that. Yeah. Is there a world where in the next three years, who's getting on this list? Like, it's Miko for sure for the Avs. Yep. Miko it, for it, like, sure. Yep. Man, then we got to talk about what spot he's taking. <laughs> I know. I know. But, like, is there anyone else on the Can, can PS2 get yeah, himself into that conversation? Go. Justin Simmons. MP, Justin is Simmons. MPJ close enough? Like, no. No. Is no. it more Aaron Gordon? No, I don't think either guy no. is in the conversation. I think we're, like, debating... I mean, Aaron Gordon, Milan Hayduk in four years, or Aaron Gordon, Rod Smith in four years? 
In four or five years, yeah. I mean, be, right? I, I think we could start that. What's but like crazy in, is in the next year or two, no, I don't. I don't think so. What's wild is because we got Kale and Jamal in this time. There's not a ton. Yeah, of There names. aren't a ton of spots. Yeah. Uh-uh. yeah. What about Georgie? And he would need like five years. Yeah. Well, I, I know. I mean, it, it's just too far out to reasonably project it at that point. The other thing is this list is stacked. Yeah, we is. are so lucky. These Denver teams have had some ama- some of the all-time greats in their sports, and we are so lucky. And a lot of, I mean, we have at least four in our top twenty-five mm-hmm. that are still active right now. And as I, I mean, none of them are their primes coming to an end anytime soon. Yeah, yeah. And I, with Pat Sertan, the more I think of it, you it's going to take a while. You man. have Champ Bailey at thirteen. My expectation is that he's Champ Bailey. Like there's it a feels he like he's town, gonna be that and it, guy, and it takes time because greatest you know, corner season of all time. Yep, you have that in there, but you know, eight Pro Bowls. Pat's got one. Uh, yeah. Champ has three All Pros. Pat just got his first. It's, so I mean, you're not. Those accolades will come for him, obviously. It's crazy to think in like five years it could be Jokic one, Makar two. <laughs> And then McKinnon and Jamal like filling yeah. out the top five. <laughs> no, that's the great yeah. thing about Denver wow. sports right now, man. I mean, I don't know about about the Rockies or <laughs> the, 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 the Broncos, Broncos is even a little uncertain. Although yeah, they no have a lot of Russ making individual <laughs> talent, but with the Nuggets and Avs, I mean, they have their cores locked in at like a level and, and the top two players are on, on each team are at a level where like, you know, they're just going to be in the discussion every single year yep. going forward. And, and like mm-hmm. when it comes to this list, those guys can continue to trend upward because you know, they're going to be contenders year in, year mm-hmm. out. Let's close this out with a uh, Levi's question of our personal top fives. Like the ones that meant the most to us personally. I think in a slightly Todd different Holden. order. Todd Holm first for me, no doubt. Um, it's our top five. I just think Terrell Davis is ahead of Raw, but Raw would still be in my personal top five. Like, I love that guy. I loved what a shit talker mm-hmm. he was. I grew up and Elway was God. What Jokic has meant, Jokic has meant to my life is like, yeah, that's my top five, basically. Elway, Sackick, Jokic. Um, that kills me every time. TD, wah. Uh, see, mine, it, Forsberg. Hell yeah. Sackick. Love it. Wah. Elway. Yes. And then it might actually be Todd Helton. Let's go. <laughs> wow. Let's go. Yeah. It's tough. I haven't thought about this. I mean, again, I was born in 1997, so I didn't see Elway play. Thanks for rubbing it But Elway, in. I don't know. You just grow up with, like, Elway is a name you know. Like yeah. Elway's got to be on the list. He is like a name, everybody's you know. like I. Somebody told me about John Elway every day of my life. You know, John Elway. <laughs> like yeah. he's got to be on mine. Um, Man, am I performing a disservice of, as a father by not talking about <laughs> yes, John Elway? Every absolutely. Day? Man, I didn't Why, know you were raised should like be sitting that. right here listening to this. Um, <laughs> I do try to tell her about Jokic almost every day. <laughs> I think Elway, Wa, Terrell Davis, Champ Bailey, and Jokic. You Jokic hater. I, I don't know. I didn't put him in an order. I mean, Jokic might be number one to me. Here's the argument for Jokic one. Nikola Jokic just had the best season by far, I think, in Denver sports history. If you take everything into account. Better than Manning's 2013. 
if you think about what Nicole Jokic no, just had to season. just had to do this season, I mean, he actually in terms of carrying the Nuggets winning. throughout the regular season, and then being the best player in the world in the playoffs, everything he did, scoring, passing, rebounding, first player in NBA history to lead his team in points, rebounds, and assists in the playoffs. I mean, you're not I think wrong. you can make that argument, and that's the reason why you you could make the argument for him at one. See, I think it's too soon. Need to let the nostalgia factor sit in. Mm -hmm. And then Jokic will be up there for sure. And, you know, a couple more years of being the best basketball player in the universe will who's, help also. Who's your personal favorite five? Um, Jokic, Elway, uh, Wah. I love Wah. Yeah. I just love him. Everyone loves Wah, man. Sackick, the captain. And um, Todd Helton, <laughs> Mary Walker. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, more thinking about, it, I just realized these are the posters that were in my house. Plus yeah. Jokic. There you go. <laughs> yeah, so, yep. so that's that's where this comes. Plus from. the guy you've been yeah, time to, to buy a Jokic to watch a yeah, exactly. Times. Yeah. And I just watch Jokic every night of my life, so he's on the list too. <laughs> What's the should who be on the list? Uh, skiers. Yeah, oh, we, we talked at the four top of the show. We just yeah. did. Yeah, like we, we could have put yeah. like Michaela Schifrin. We could have yep. gone to colleges. Lindsey Bond. Like Rashawn yep. Salam, but like that. <laughs> it was way, way easier to just keep it to the yeah. big four. Yeah. Right. Where's Chauncey Billups on this list? <laughs> right. Yeah. We right. stuck to big four. This has been a blast. Thank you fun. guys yeah. so much. Obviously, we went a little longer talking this all out. Thank you to producer Tiff for doing it. Happy weekend to you all. Happy Labor Day. Some of our shows will be back Monday. Most of them Tuesday. Big stuff coming for us. Broncos opening week. We've got you covered. Stay tuned with all our college coverage this weekend. Again, thank you to everyone for participating. Thank you to Breck Brew for presenting the show. Have a great weekend. We out.